Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we help women who have lost children to build a life of joy and purpose. I'm your host, Julie Clough. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode two. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about some of the things that really helped me early on after the death of my children. Um, As you know from my story last week in 2007, my youngest daughter, Carrie, and my youngest son, David, died in a car accident. It's by far been the most painful, most difficult time to get through in my life. I've had other difficult things, the suicide of my brother, a painful divorce, the divorce of my parents, but none even comes close to comparing in pain to losing my children, as I'm sure that uh, those of you that are listening can attest to. But these are some of the things that I chose to do early on after the death of my children that really helped me. And I wanted to, we're going to break this into a couple of podcasts, but I wanted to kind of go through some of these things. I'm going to go through five right now. And then next week I'll review another five. And I'd be really interested to hearing and hearing uh, what you think. If there were things that you did that you're glad that you did, I would love to hear what they are. And if any of these ring true for you, I would love to hear about that as well. The first one is I tried to be good to myself. I tried to be really patient. I recognized that I just couldn't handle as much as I once could. I mean, if you think about it, if if you just like visualize your brain as a rectangle, just a, you know, if, as if you drew a rectangle on a piece of paper and if you filled that like 80% of your brain would be taken over in those early days. And even in sometimes in those early months, 80%, and I'm just throwing out a number, it may be different for you, but I felt like, especially in those early days, it was like a hundred percent, right? And then it kind of goes to 90% and then 80% and it kind of dissipates after time. But, you know, let's say 80% of your brain power is focused on processing your loss. Um, That's huge and it's important. And it's important that you allow yourself that time. I recognized I couldn't handle as much as I once could. I tried not to put pressure on myself to do more than I felt like I could handle. I tried to be patient, not belittle my little, like my limited efforts. It'd be really easy to go, hey, I used to be able to do X, Y, and Z. You know, I used to be able to handle this crazy schedule that I find that my life is, but I can no longer handle that. And so find ways that you can pare down and really create some white space for yourself. It's really important that you take the time to process your loss and you're automatically doing that, right? I mean, you're automatically consumed with this traumatic experience. And, and so honor that. Don't try to, to fight your way out or push through, just honor that and spend time feeling what you feel and thinking about that loss, thinking about how it has impacted your life. And and this will allow your brain and your emotions to really process it and to really come to terms 
there'll be questions that you have that you'll want to come to terms with. And sometimes those questions you can find answers for. Sometimes they're questions that we can't find answers for, but we come to a place where there's a better understanding, I guess. Like I said, you may not be able to find exact answers, but you can find what you need to move forward eventually. That doesn't happen overnight. Be okay with that. You don't break your leg and the next day go out and run a mile. It just doesn't happen. And the same thing happens with emotional pain and emotional injury. This is an emotional injury. And that sounds even trite to even call it that. So that's number one is try to be good to yourself. The second thing that I did was I sought professional help. And in my case, I had what a therapist would call complicated grief. I was driving the car when my children died. And so to try to process all of that on my own, and I had PTSD because of it, post-traumatic stress disorder. And so I, I went to a therapist and I did EMDR and some other therapies to try to, to heal from that trauma. And it was successful. I mean, it took, I was in therapy uh, right up until the end of probably the third year after the accident. I didn't really start therapy for about six months. I probably should have started it sooner, but it took me a while. It took me a while to process all of that. And then once I had done that, I, my therapist said, Oh, you're good. You're good. You're, you're doing well. And then I thought, Oh my gosh, I, what am I supposed to do now? Like I had no idea how to move forward from there. Yes. I was better. Yes. I could drive a car again. Yes, there were, you know, I wasn't going into severe anxiety every time I got into a car or even not even getting in a car, just something would be said and I, I might go into severe anxiety. But yes, I was better from that. And, and grief doesn't always need a therapist. I will say that I have gone through a lot of other painful experiences and I didn't need a therapist. But in this case, because of the PTSD and the complicated grief, therapy was a good, good solution for me. And I wish that it hadn't taken me so long to find someone, a coach that could help me then figure out what to do in the future. So therapy looks back and tries to solve an issue from the past and coaching brings you forward and helps you establish what it is you really want and help you to achieve that. So that was number two. I sought professional help. Number three, I stayed physically active. This really helped me emotionally. All those strong emotions when we're physically active, it helps us to process that. It helps us to physically process that. Our emotions can get stuck in our body And it's just kind of like the adrenaline rush, right? If you have all this adrenaline and you have no place to place it, then it creates a physical response, right? Being physically active was super important for me. I've always been, I've always enjoyed sports. This was, this was kind of a no brainer for me. You may not enjoy sports, but just getting out and walking can help you physically process. I had just picked up tennis four months before the accident. I had just started playing tennis on a tennis team and 
I I went back to that. It was probably two months after the accident when I went back to playing tennis. Physically, I wasn't really able to before then, and probably emotionally too, for that matter. There were times when it was hard. I, I do remember playing a match on my son's birthday, and boy, like I I could not focus. But generally speaking, tennis was great because I could just focus on that little yellow ball and kind of forget about everything else that was going on in my life. It also kept me connected with my friends. Number four, I continued to talk about my children and tell stories of things that they did. They were the most beautiful, lively, and loving children, and I loved to talk with them, about them, with anybody who would listen, especially my friends that knew them, my family members that knew them and could attest to the story or add their own story or their own experience with, with them. And that was just fun. I, I know sometimes it's hard for people. I have found in my own experience that it's harder for men to get to that place where they can talk about their children for whatever reason. Um, the male energy is a little different and it, it's sometimes, sometimes a little difficult. So if you have a husband or a spouse or a boyfriend that has experienced this loss with you, it may be harder for them. It may be hard for you, but I think it's an important part of the process. I think the longer it takes you to start talking about them and to continue to talk about them, the harder it is. I mean, they really are still part of your life. They are still part of your life and they always will be. And so getting comfortable early on, saying their name and telling stories and talking about them is hugely healing. I just found that very, very healing. And the fifth one, now this was particular to me, but I continued to go to church every week. This was a practice that I was already in the habit of. And so I continued that practice. And that was really important to me. I think that it gave me wonderful perspective. It reminded me of who I am as a Christian. It reminded me of the help of my Savior. And this may not ring true for you, but if you had a spiritual practice of some kind before your child's death, I think it's very important to continue that practice afterwards. And this can kind of be, this can be hard. And the reason it's hard is spiritual things are emotional. I don't know if you've found that in your own life, but a lot of times spiritual things are emotional and our emotions are strong during, after loss, they're strong and they're overwhelming. And in, in some way, our body and our mind kind of shuts down the emotion a little bit. It like numbs us a little bit. I'm, uh, maybe you have felt that it numbs us a little bit to protect us so that those emotions kind of come out little by little as we can handle them. And so sometimes we may not feel as connected to our spiritual practice as we were before the loss of our child. But as you continue to practice it, even though you may not still feel the connection to that practice that you did previously, I think it's really valuable because eventually as your emotions 
as you're able to process those emotions and the thoughts, the feelings, and the pain that you've experienced, eventually you'll get back to that place or you'll get to a place where you can start feeling the emotional connection to your spiritual practice. And when you get back to that place, you're going to be happy that you continued the practice. Now I'll tell you a little bit about what this looked like for me. I'm a scripture reader. And, uh, after the accident, I found it really difficult to focus on anything. I think our left brain just kind of shuts down. Our left brain shuts down in when we're experiencing trauma. And so our right brain kind of takes over because it's that feeling part, right? It's that feeling part of our brain. So reading can be difficult sometimes. And so reading the Bible might just feel like overwhelming. If that's a practice that you've had in the past, that might feel overwhelming. But I just found that I read anyway, even if I didn't understand. And I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but I just kept the practice going. And I did feel like I gained from that, even when I couldn't understand what I was reading. Think about that. Um, see if that is something that you want to continue. If you had a spiritual practice, maybe it was meditation, maybe it was yoga, maybe it was going to church, maybe it was reading the Bible, whatever your spiritual practice was before your loss, consider continuing it. So just to review, these are the five, first five things I wanted to mention to you that I did after the death of my children. One was I tried to be very patient and good to myself and allow myself the time and the energy to process my emotions. Number two, I sought professional help. That may be through a therapist. It might be contacting me to, to set up time to talk about your particular situation. Number three, I stayed physically active. Again, this could be as simple as just walking down the street and moving your moving yourself a little bit. Number four, I continued to talk about my children. I continued to tell stories about them and say their names. Number five, I continued to go to church. I continued my spiritual practice that I practiced before the loss of my children. I continued after their loss, and I found that very helpful. So again, let me know what you think. I would love to hear what kinds of things helped you after your loss. And again, go to our website, Build a Life After Loss, and there you can get the three daily practices that can help you to start feeling better. I hope you have a wonderful week. Again, this is Julie Clough. Have a good week.